Here we go. Okay, we are holding the beginning of Perak Hay. Okay, Hay is a shorter Perak, right? And he's going to essentially, in Perak Hay, look at the same concept from a little bit of a different angle. We said in Perak Dalid that clearly we are not referring to the spheres, right? When a person says, Shem Kale, we're not referring to the Chesed, we're referring to God. When the person says Shem Elokim, we're not referring to Gevura, we're referring to God. That was the main emphasis in Perak Dalit. Perak Hay, we're going to look at it from a different angle before we get into the questions back and forth, which are going to come involved. Okay? In Hay, what we're going to be looking at is that that Dafka, when Hashem is going to give Hashpa or interface with the world, He's going to use these spheros Right, in order to, in order to, uh, to so to speak, to give over that hashba, give over that energy to the world. But if you were to go back, so to speak, before Hashem uh, was involved in giving that hashba, so then really you wouldn't have an actual name for Hashem, because you wouldn't be able to limit him in in that way, right? Because if you're talking about something that's infinite, how could you call him by one name? By calling him by one name, by definition, you're limiting him to this quality. But that's not, that's not the truth. So that's what we're going to focus in on Perakeh. Okay, Bezehu. Let's go right through it. What the Medrash says in Shmos. This is with regards to what Moshe Rabbeinu was talking about over there. Ma amar lahem. The question is based on the pasuk that when the yidden are going to ask, "What is his name? What is his name?" So Moshe Rabbeinu is asking God. Moshe Rabbeinu is asking God, "What am I going to answer them? What should I answer them? What are we going to say?" Shahaya mivakesh Moshe. That Moshe Rabbeinu was asking. That he wanted to know what is his great name? What is the Abish's great name? Good, everyone's with me? The Abish answered back to Moshe. Right, my name you're asking to know. So according to my actions, that is how I am called. Sometimes I'm known as Kael Shakai, Bitsvakos, Belukim, Bahavaya, all these different names. So Hashem is answering back Moshe Rabbeinu. What is he answering him? Essentially, let's, we're going to get to it inside in a minute. Let's just say it outside, right? What Hashem, what Hashem is answering Moshe Rabbeinu is that it depends. It depends on my actions. Based on my actions, that's going to be what name we're going to use. That's the point. So when you're talking about the way Hashem is in a way of chesed, so it'll be When it says the way Hashem is giving hashba in terms of gvura, it's elokim. That's how, that's why we're dafka using this name. Let's go further. When I'm judging the creations. 
I'm called Elohim. When I'm fighting a war against the Rishayim, I'm called Tzvakos. And when I'm holding back, meaning I'm, I'm like not judging, right, the sins of a person, I'm called Kel Shakai. And when I am being compassionate on my world, so then Hashem is called Havaya. She'ein Havaya Elamidas Arachamim. Because what? Havaya, the Shem Havaya is Dafka the Midas Arachamim. Ad Khan Lashayno HaMedrash. This was the end of the Medrash. So we can learn a lot from this Medrash. What we're saying in this Medrash is that essentially it's the name is not a specific uh, name of God. It's a name of God the way he is expressing himself. In other words, it's the way Hashem acts. Based on the way he acts, based on the way he, what he's doing, he's called by a different name. We're not talking about a name that comes before in his essence. Everyone's with me? Let's read it inside. Vahuva Bapardes. So it was brought in the Pardes. Remember, we talked about the Pardes before. That's the book, Pardes, Rimonim from Ramosha Cordovera, right? The first, right? The head of the Kubalim in Tzvas, before the Arizal. So over there, he says, in Shardal at Perak Beis, Medrish, in this Medrish, it, it says specifically, Lahedia, Shahashemus Heim al Atzmus Abayre Yishbarach, Mamish. On the one hand, what we're saying is, that when we're talking about, when we're talking about the Shemos, when we're talking about the Shemos, we're talking about, right, the way what? We're talking about the way, the way it is referring to Him, to God Himself. That's what we're referring to, right? So, how do I know this? Because it says, Ani. It says, I. When it says, I, it means Hashem. That's what it means. Ani. I. When you say, I am this, I am that, I am the other thing. Who is the I? It's the me that's the I. That's what we're talking about. So on the one hand, we're saying, it's not talking about something outside of Hashem. We're not talking about, for example, like we said in Parag Dalit, the Svira per se. We're not talking about Chesed of Atzilus here. That's not what we're talking about. We're not talking about Gvura of Atzilus. That's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about Ani, Hashem. Good, good. Yeah? So on the one hand, we're saying, right, what are we saying here? I am called Kel Shakai. I am called Elohim. What is he referring to? He's referring to Hashem himself. That's what he's referring to. Good? On the other hand, we have the opposite extreme. What we're saying on the other hand, the Pardis explains, is that according to his actions, that is the title we're going to use. So it comes out from this that the names are not a focus on his essence. That's not what we're focusing in on. What we're focusing in on 
is how is Hashem conducting Himself, so to speak? How is He interfacing with the world? How is, what is He doing? That's what we're focusing on. Hmm? According to His actions. Right? According to His actions. So, for example, if you look at someone and you say, oh, wow, He's a very strong, he's a strong guy. He's a real chazak. He's a, he's, a, he's a real strong guy. If he's just sitting there doing nothing, you wouldn't know anything about that. But if you see them, like he's lifting up 20 pounds of, you know, 20 book, books at the same time and he's carrying on his left hand, you know, five boxes and he has on his head, uh, you know, something else. So, what? A giant, a giant So in other words, it's based on, you see that, oh, you see, he's able to carry. But if he would just be sitting still and, and not knowing anything, maybe just reading a book or something like that, you wouldn't know that. Or that you say, wow, you know, he's speaking so eloquently. You know, so you say, about, oh, he's a great speaker. Well, if he would be quiet and you never heard him speak, you wouldn't know that he's a great speaker. So here, what we would use in terms of, uh, in our world, when we're talking about a human being, we're talking about, we're using adjectives to describe a person. Or we're using a verb based on what he's doing to describe him, right? We're using it as a descriptive term. But no one's going to change my... Everyone's going to say, oh, his name is David. His name is David, right? David is a strong person. David is a wise person. David is a nice person, whatever. But we're using it as an adjective. But the name itself is David, right? But on the other hand, let's say... Let's say it from a different point of view. Let's say that you are a person... And you call this man Zayde. Why are you calling him Zayde? You call him Zayde because he's your grandfather. But on the other hand, someone else calls him Tati. Why does he call him Tati? Because that's his father. Another person calls him Ben, my son. Why do you call him his son? Because that's his son. Another person calls him my brother, my uncle. He says, Uncle, uncle David. What are you calling him uncle for? Right? Because he's an uncle. In other words, there, are, there is this concept in our human language as well. It's not necessarily the name, but it is sort of the name. Because when you call someone Zayde, you're calling him, that's the name you're calling him. Or you're calling him father, or daddy, or tati, or whatever. That's the name that you're calling him. Calling him uncle, that's the name you're calling him. But you can't say that that is his name. That's not his name. But on the other hand, it is his name. Because if you say... You know, ta, like my kids, sometimes it's ta, right? So you turn. What, why are you turning? Because that's your name. For this person, that's your name. So therefore, in, in English, right, in human language, we have names based on our position in life. So the same person could have a lot of different names. He's called Tati, Zaidi, uncle, you know, uh, whatever, brother, son, whatever. You could be called by a lot of different names, right? He's called Rabbi, right? He could, he could you know, call him Mister, whatever. In other words, he's called by a lot of different names based on who is calling him. So here, the reference point is in English, for example, it's on the caller, right? So in other words, that's what we're focusing on. What we're saying here in our Mimer is Hashem, in that way, is a certain similarity. Right? In other words, when I call Ta, I really mean Ta. I really mean him. I mean, and that's the name that I call him. And what is a name? A name is something that touches 
the person, the essence of the person, to the extent that if you hear someone say ta, you're going to turn around. Right? Because that's how you're known. That's your name. When someone says David, you turn around. Why? Because that's my name. If someone calls me Zayde, I turn around. That's my name. Right? So it does touch me. But here, in English, what we're referring to is more based on my position in relationship to the other people. What we're saying here in the, in the Medrash is not that. What we're saying here is, in the Medrash, Hashem is called by different names based on His actions, based on His interface. Right? And if, when He acts in a certain way, He's called, right? When He acts with Chesed, He's called Kael. When He acts with Gvor, He's called Elohim. So on the one hand, you're saying that it's Him. It's not, it's not the action that you're calling. You're really calling Him. On the other hand, you can't say that's the Shem Ha'etzim because it's based on a, let's call it an exterior relationship. So when we're calling Zayde or Tati or Uncle, the exterior relationship that we're talking about is a relationship to the one who's calling him. Over here what we're saying is the exterior relationship is in reference to the action which he is doing. So that's exterior to the Shema Etzim, for example, of the person or of God. Good? Yeah, Nathan, what's your question? Yeah? So that's what we're saying here. So let's go back and say it back again. Back to the parties again. So he says like this. He named it Medrash Zet. Namar Lehedia says specifically, You must say that it's referring to the essence of Hashem himself. How can I say this? Kamosha Amar Anini Krakel Shakai. I am called Gel Sharkai. I am called Zayde. I am called Ta. I am called Uncle. Yeah? Ani Nikra Elohim. The Ratzon and Lomar, who is Barach Mamish? Like we said in Paragdalit. We're not referring to a sphere, we're referring to Hashem. Ve'afal Pikain, Mimashe Kosuv, Lefi Maasai, Ani Nikra. But on the other hand, like it says in the Medrash, according to my actions, that's how I'm called. It's not referring to the name of him, mitzad him in his essence, the way he is. No. Instead, it's, it's from the perspective of an external concept. In this case, it's an external action. Based on that external action, that's how he is called. In English, when we were talking before, we were talking based on an external relationship. My name is David. That's my name. But on the other hand, my child will never call me David because that's not appropriate. He will call me Tati. My grandchild will never call me David. What will he call me? Call me Zayde because that's my relationship to him and that's appropriate and that's how he knows me. Right? So we're saying that it's me, it's certainly me that he's calling, but it's an external aspect of me. It's my relationship to this child. It's not me in and of myself, by myself. Similarly here, we're saying it's not Hashem in and of himself, it's Hashem in his relationship to how he is conducting himself. So we're seeing something a little bit more external. That's what we're saying. 
Namely, what are we talking about? It's mitzad, his enclosement within his spheros, namely the spheros of Atzilus, leaf all bahem, in order to conduct, in order to act through them. And through them, in, through them, all the actions that take place in this world. Namely, to judge the creations. How do we do that? Right? Through his gvura. Now this gvura hakalula mechabad vishar midas hakadoshes. This gvura is not just gvura by itself. Like we said before, all the spheros are inclusive of each other. So gvura is not acting alone in a, in, in a random act of gvura. It's a compilation of all the other spheros that are coming together in order to express this gvura. Kapish? No. When, when, a per, when, when someone's judging... Right? That is a mida, a mida of judgment, right? A gvura. But the gvura doesn't come from nowhere. The gvura comes from a recognition in the brain of the person that this needs to be judged in this way. It expresses itself through gvura. Good? And therefore, he's actually called Elohim. Sheshem zem moira aladin. Because that name is expressing judgment. But don't make the mistake like we were talking about in Paragdalit, that the name itself is referring to the Mida. It's not referring to the Mida. It's referring back to him. It's Dafka referring to the Abishter, it's referring to God. Who is enclosed within Din? It is referring to Hashem, the way he's enclosed in Din. Right? However, when you're talking about the Mida in and of itself, namely, if you're talking about the Mida, the Sphira in Atsilus, the way it is by itself, you would call that Gvura, because that's the name of the Mida. So here we're not talking, we're not calling Hashem Gvura. We're calling Hashem Elohim. If we're calling Hashem Elohim, what it means is it's the way Hashem is mislabish himself, his or, into the Mida of Gvura in order to conduct himself in a Gvuradika way. So what you have here is a Svira called Gvura. You have an Abishter which doesn't have a name. And the Abishter, the way he is, the way he is in clothing himself in the Mida of Kavura in order to act in a Gvuradika way is called Elohim. You got it? Is that clear? Did I, did I make myself clear now? Yes? Good. So he says like this, The Mida itself, has a different name. Or Din, or Din, or Pachad, or Fright, or Fear. No one is going to call the Mida of Gvura of Atzilus Elohim. That's not the appropriate title for that Mida. That's not its name. Again, he uses the word Ne'etzal as opposed to Nivra, right? It's not God. It's godliness. It's the way God right, is being emanated into a Svira called Gvura. That's Elokus, not Elokah. 
Elokah now will go through the Elokus in order to interface with the world. So God goes through the Midah of Gvura if he wants to act in a Gvuradika way. In other words, is my arm me? Yes and no. When I use my fingers to write, is it me? Yes. But is that the whole me? Is that really me? Or is it I'm using my fingers in order to write? It's I'm using the clea of my fingers in order to write. No one's going to say it's not me writing. It's of course me writing. But it's me using the clea of my hand in order to output something. What is it that I'm outputting? The writing. Same thing here. The idea is that Eloka, which doesn't have a name, wants to interface with the world in a way of, here we're talking about Gvura, but let's talk about it in terms of Chesed. He wants to give Chesed to the world. <coughs> How is something that is infinite going to give something that is finite to something that's finite? Impossible. Just think about it in terms of, let's say that I only spoke Japanese. And I want to give over information to you. Right? We see this all the time when someone speaks a foreign language. They want very badly to give over information to someone else. But they can't because they can't communicate. They're trying so hard. You could even say, let's take it even a step further. You could say a person that speaks English. And they're not a great communicator. And they get into arguments with people because they're not able to express themselves in a way that the Meqabal is able to hear them. That's why it's so important to work on a person's communication skills. I want to express my love for this person, but it's coming out in a way that is not, it's not being macabre. Because he can't. He doesn't know how. He's not using the right words. All of these examples that I'm giving are something that is above. It's impossible to go from something that's on one level to give over to a different level. So the person who only speaks Japanese is not going to be able to give over the information to the person that only speaks English. Now those are two finite beings. Imagine now instead we're talking about an infinite that's trying to give over to a finite. Think how impossible that is. So there must be some sort of clee that it's needed in order to give it over. That clee, right, is what we're talking about, the sphera in Atsilus. So the finite is receiving from Atsilus, obviously through a chain-like descent of things, and the infinite is going through Atsilus in order to give it over. But it's not that the sphere of Atsilus is giving anything over. The sphere of Atsilus is like only a clee. My hand is not the one that's writing the book. It's I'm writing the book. I'm using my hand to write the book. A person is communicating to another person. He's using language. He's using words. But it's not the words that are communicating. It's the person who's communicating. In order to communicate, he needs to use the words. So therefore, if he speaks English, he'll speak English. And if he knows how to use the right words, the other person is going to be able to macabre what it is that he's talking about. But no one's going to say, look at those words that are communicating to me. The words are not communicating. The hand is not the, th- the thing that's writing. The hand, Baruch Hashem, is connected to the body, which is enclosing the soul, and the soul is going through the hand in order to write out his concepts and to write a book on, on paper. How does he write it? Through a hand on, with a pen. So no one's ever going to say, the pen wrote the book. 
So we have here, right, a book. Here's my book, right? And I have, number one, a pen that's writing it. No, the pen is not writing it. The pen is the clee that I'm using to write it, but no one's going to say that the pen is writing the book. I'm using my hand. My hand is not writing the book. It's not my hand's concepts that are coming out. My soul is using my hand in order to write down ideas that are in me. My intellect. My intellect is going through, right? My emotions, it's going through my hand in order to act, in order to write down a book through a pen onto a piece of paper. But who's the one that's the writer? The writer is the me. You got it? Is that clear? Are we good? So similarly, that's what we're saying here. So Hashem is using the netzal. He's using the sphere which He emanated in order to give over whatever it is. But the sphere itself is not what's giving it over. The pen is not writing the book. The pen is being used to write the book. The sphere is being used to give over the gevura or to give over the chesed. But when we call him, we're not saying, oh, the sphere of chesed is what's giving it over. The sphere of chesed is not giving it over. Hashem is giving it over. And we're calling Hashem by a certain name when he gives over his, his energy through chesed. We're calling this person a writer. Why is he a writer? Because he writes. It's not the pen that writes. It's not the hand that writes. He's the one that's writing. And that's why he's called an author. Clear? Awesome. And, for example, when he's enclosed inside of Netzach or Hoyd, to fight a war against the Rishayim, etc., etc. He brings a parenthesis here. Like the idea of this is the Netzach. He brings Pesukim, Biaz, Netzachim, etc. Mamarazel, Netzach, Ubinyan, etc. Milchama, etc., etc., etc. Skip to the end of the parenthesis. Then he, Mamish, is called Tzvakois. Through him being enclosed within the Mida that we're saying. But Kamo Bechina Tzvah Milchama. That's the idea. Okay, so what did we say in this paragraph? On the one hand, in Paragdali, what we said is don't focus on the Svira. We're focusing on God. In this paragraph, what we're saying is the names that we're using, the names that we're using, it's granted that it is God, but it's, He's being called by these names based on His action. And that's the names that we're giving to Hashem. That's how Hashem wants to be known. Because Hashem beyond that, you can't put a name to. It's infinite. It's beyond us. Is that clear? Yes? Are we good? And this is what I just said. Nevertheless, it's understood well, also, how that He Himself, Hashem Himself, you cannot say that any name could be put on him. Because you cannot capture him with even one letter or mida or one attribute. As all the Mekubalim will tell you. In other words, what are you going to say about infinite? You can't. Once you say he's kind, so what do you mean he's kind? He's not, and he's not Gvurdik? 
Ah, he's Gvurde. And then he's not kind. Right? He has Rachmanis. What do you mean he has Rachmanis? As opposed to what? As opposed to not having Rachmanis? In other words, you can't say that. On the other hand, we said, we have to know that how these names, we said, are expressing Hashem himself, and not on the Midas alone. Now, going back to what we said initially, someone that will have in mind when he says one of these names that he has in mind the, the Svira itself, then it's like he's davening to some a God that's not God. You're davening to a, to a, to a, to a thing. That thing is emanated from God, it's true. But it's not God. How could you dive into a thing that was emanated by God? A thing that was made by, by, by God, by, by a person. You can't. It's not, there's no such thing. What are you talking about? So what we have to come back to now is what we have to go with this. We're going we're gonna to stop here because I want you guys to do Chazara. The, what we're going to come to now is, okay, we've now established what's going on here. We understand what the Shemas are. We understand how they're not the spheros, they're Eloka. Right? So the basic question now is going to be, why in the world are we even bothering to get involved in this whole thing? Why can't we just say, just daven to God? Why do we have to have all these different <coughs> names? What's the point of this whole story? Right? And this brings up a major machlaikis amongst the, the early rabbis of what is the best way to daven. When you daven, what are you supposed to be thinking? <clears throat> so according to certain points of view, you're supposed to be thinking about how Hashem is bringing His energy down to the world. And we see that in many of the in Kabbalistic uh, Siddurim, right? That the way that it's Davka, the way Hashem's name is, is with certain Nakudas in one place and other Nakudas in another place. And this is trying to tell the one that knows, Kabbalah, that you should have in mind certain attributes of Hashem in one place and other attributes of Hashem in another place. The other point of view is the opposite. No. When, you, when, when, when a child calls his father, he's not telling his father, uh, I want you to be like this or I want you to be like that or how this way or that way. He just says plain, Tati, Dad, Father, that's it. Why are you getting involved in, 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 in anything else? So this is a major machloikis that we're going to now get involved in. Like what is the whole concept behind this machloikis and where do we go from here? Right, this is all part of the right hafshata that we brought in the beginning of the Mimer, which is going to go until Perak Ten. Is the, this whole idea of trying to understand the point of these different names and what we're supposed to be doing with them and why they're there, etc. Good. Okay. Hopefully, hopefully everyone is uh, is very clear on.